Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti, and today we are going full on mental health mode. We have some check-ins to do. I really like to help you trust and believe in your ability to enhance your mental health in a way that is more than just going to therapy, because I think a lot of people go to therapy or they seek out therapy, and one, they think they're gonna get this answer right away or they think they're going to find a solution right away and two i think that a lot of times it is so fearful to even step into the world of therapy because like i've been told a lot and by people very close to me people don't want to open up these old wounds or maybe it's like super super tough to deal with it because the people who are causing you to stress or the thing that is causing you stress is just really really heavy so hopefully today I find a way to help you do some kind of self-work first to eliminate some fear, to dig in deeper into your mental health. And then the second thing is when you do get into a place where you are comfortable enough going to therapy that you can actually go in and find it rewarding. It's not always going to be fun. I personally, after so many years of going to therapy, I find it fun right now. Now, I'm not dealing with anything super crazy right now, so that could switch. But even when I am having a stressful day, I know, and like my husband, Scott, always says to me, he's like, you love confrontation. I'm like, no, I just love the fact that I'm going to find a solution. So get ready to trust and believe, and we're going to chat. Sean T and it's time to trust and believe. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, so the first thing that I do want to talk about when it comes to mental health is find someone in your life that you can do a mental health check-in with, even if it's not a therapist. And try not to make it your spouse or someone who's like super, super emotionally connected to you. A lot of times that can just be a best friend. It could just be someone that's like, all right, let me cut this really fast and be like, yo, this is what I'm going through. I need to vent. It might not be something that you need to go to therapy for, but just being able to find someone to vent to that's not attached 
to your emotions in a way where they can't really separate it and help you or even just have a moment to be able to listen because mental health therapy is really the idea of you taking all of this stuff that's jumbled up in your brain and has caused you some sort of turmoil or happiness, talking about it and being able to listen to yourself. And a lot of times what people don't even understand is you actually have the solution in the problem. When you start saying like, I need this and I want this and like, this is happening to me or I need a new job. I'm having an issue with a family member. The solution is there already. It's just finding the bravery or those steps that you need to actually either confront the issue with yourself, with a person, or more importantly, it's just to be able to accept that something's happening and it's making you that uncomfortable that you actually need help. So now I'm going to jump into some things that people have written me about, and I think they're really good topics to discuss. So the first thing is letting people go. I've gotten that question a lot in my DMs. You know, how do I let someone go in my life and, you know, that I make it sound so easy? I think that when you have to let someone go or something go or, in a sense, change paths and it causes a lot of friction with yourself because it's going to cause an emotional response, which is most of the time it's going to cause an emotional response of sadness or emptiness, we just kind of settle into well, I'd rather not deal with that fear and that emotion that's going to happen. And I'd rather just sit here and stick with what I already know is happening and deal and cope with this thing. But what people don't understand is when you're dealing with having to let someone out of your life, and I'm going to start here and I hope it makes sense. It's your life. So for a second, if you can just eliminate selfishly eliminate everyone in your life like imagine you are the last person on the planet and so you have this canvas of everything's here but you're the only one like you can go get ice cream if you want you can go to the amusement park and ride all the roller coasters you want imagine you can just do anything you want this is literally how you should initially structure what it is that you want in your life now we add people and we have responsibility, kids, a job, a spouse, family, other cars on the street. Now we have traffic lights. So now you are in a situation where now you just have to maneuver around things. But still, the goal is for you to find happiness and peace and going after what it is that you want. And initially, what I say a lot, your happiness is going to provoke happiness in other people. But your happiness is also going to cause other people jealousy, pain. People will question you. They'll judge you. If you are going after what it is that you want, and you are going to carry energy that is incredibly powerful and peaceful and energetic, the people who love you, I'm like, they are going to smile. And then you're going to have the people that's like, well, because I'm miserable, I'm going to side-eye this, and I'm going to find a way to make them not feel as good too. You literally have to understand that the intention that other people judge you with, whether it's happiness, like even if I congratulate you for getting married, this is going to sound so shady, but I mean it. If you get married and you're really happy, I'm happy for you, but I'm nowhere near as happy as you are for you. But the same goes for 
the opposite. When someone's trashing you or trying to bring you down, they're not really that upset. They're really not with you. Just like I'm not as happy as you are, they're not really mad at you. They're either mad at themselves because they aren't at that space in their life. They're mad at themselves because you took a leap and now for some reason they feel abandoned because your happiness is causing a divide from them instead of them saying to themselves like, oh my gosh, like Susanna's so happy. Like, even though I can't be there for her, how can I fuel this? I can send a message, but they choose to do the latter. Or when people are really stressed about your happiness, instead of saying like, you know, I look at you and it does cause a little jealousy in me. Like, what did you do to get to that place? Back to like eliminating people, you just have to find out the intention as to why they are acting the way they act or what have they done to cause you to be like, you know, I want you out of my life. And I have steps before I do that. First is the confrontation. I call it confrontation because that's how everybody looks at it. But the interaction is, what are your intentions? Why do you feel that way? Soften a person, harden a problem. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work. I've said this before. I had a friend that just went to every single one of my friends and caused the issue to the point where I was like, your disrespect is so disrespectful that it literally is not allowed in my life anymore. I'm not allowing it. And I gave her a nice little book as walking papers. But for me, it is about the exit strategy. If you're afraid to leave your job, it's having a conversation, it's finding another job, it's doing the best that you can do on your way out the door, giving it your all, even if you know you want to go. And what you're doing is like, you're leaving on a high note and you're still creating positive energy that is helping you leave this negative space. But instead of going into another space with a bitter mindset, you're like, I gave it my all. I did the best that I can do. I communicated in a great way. And now I can go. That's if you're someone who's really afraid to have that confrontation to let people go out of your life. Me, eh, when I was younger, I definitely was. But full disclosure, there are things I just don't have time for. And time is your most valuable commodity. So do you ever like lose sleep? Like that's another one of the points at which I'm able to measure, you know, how much this thing or this person stressing me out. If I can't sleep and it is interrupting my sleep and my cortisol is like super high as I'm in a space where I should be healing the most, which is my sleep, I confront it. I'm like, it is what it is. Like I have to confront this. Because I'd much rather confront it now and deal with the repercussions and start the healing journey than stay in a space that's making me feel bad all the time. So if you do have to let people go, there's finding out their intentions, which is the foundation of like, why are you acting like this? Or what is the emotion you're feeling that's causing you to feel this way toward me, right? And if that doesn't work, it's all right. I know my boundaries. Don't give them the boundary. You know how much you can take and you can move forward with that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Last but not least, if it's not working for you, 
and it's taking too much of your time and your energy, you literally don't have to stress yourself out for anyone. Now, of course, I know it's like kids and, you know, your parents and your spouse. These, of course, these are going to take a little bit more energy, but I'm just speaking foundationally. Also, let's say you have resentment toward this person, right? Maybe it's not you want to necessarily explain them out your life, but you have so much resentment that you want to get out of this space. That's when it's just like, really finding the kahunas to go to them and say, this is how you're making me feel. And this is not causing me to have a really great relationship with you. And I just want to know if you want to work on this. Like, do you want to work with me to make this relationship better? If the answer is yes, this is if this person means a lot to you. Let's create some action steps that we can do together to make sure we got to talk about the pain. We have to go through it. And these are the action steps to help you and to help me get over it. But you have to like really dive into it and just be like, this is what it is. These are the facts. Like when Scott and I get into a huge argument, it's like, what are the facts? You know, and then you got Sean up and T that's like, all right, don't bring Jersey in here. Don't uh, 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 keep Jersey over there. And then I'm like, you know what? You're right. What are the facts? And then sometimes I say to Scott, I'm like, you know, can you stop having a conversation in your head? Because he'll have a full conversation in his head. And he's like, I got all the answers. I'm like, but you didn't talk to me. You talked to me in your head because you are assuming what I was going to say. I have to bring myself to a place of calm. And, and listening and not just wanting to react. And he has to be like, you know, like, I need to talk to you, the human version, not the you that's in my head, because I know you so well, I know what you're going to say. Because most of the time, I'm like, I would never have said that, right? So anyway, you also have like, when you deal with something about with resentment, you have two different people coming from two different angles and two different experiences with multiple intentions in a conversation. So I know that was a long thing about like letting someone go. But there are a lot of steps that you can do before this person exits your life. Another thing we talk about when it comes to mental health that really hits your mental health hard is self-doubt and self-sabotage. Now, initially, I want to be like, why are you doing that? I guess I always use the thing of if you have children or if you have someone that you really care about that you are mentoring in some way. Are you going to say to them, you know, you really suck? Like, even if they get every answer on the sheet wrong, or even if they have, like, completely messed up in their life, like, are you going to be like, you know, you absolutely suck. Like, you are the worst of the worst. I don't even know why I even expect you to get anything right. I know 100% of the people who are here today or listening today, you are absolutely not going to do that. And so every time... You make a negative remark or comment about yourself. It's like you're putting good soil into a bad plant seed and you're making this bad plant seed grow. You're like, you're just going to keep doing that to yourself. Now, it happens a lot of times, especially when you're comparing yourself to other people. A lot of times it happens with people's bank accounts or it happens with people who are projecting their life to be absolutely perfect. And you're just constantly like self-sabotaging yourself for multiple reasons. Other reasons you self-sabotage is because you're actually afraid, like people who are like initially in a relationship, right? They will self-sabotage because they're afraid of the rejection that they might get instead of just being like, I'm going to go all in 
and be who I am. If someone's not going to love you for you, they're not going to love you for you. Don't self-sabotage as you go through life. It happens with your fitness goals, also in relationships. A lot of times when, when something gets hard, you just think the worst and you make yourself the worst so that it's easier to cope if things don't go your way. For me, next October, I'm getting on the stage in a classic physique competition. Like, I am so nervous to do this, y'all. Like, and I know I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to get on that stage and I'm going to slay the mother game. Am I absolutely nervous about it? I walk around like I'm not. Like, I walk around like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm walking around like I'm not because if I make my mind go any other place, then I'm just going to go into a place where I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to get on stage and I'm like, it doesn't matter what happens. No, bitch, it matters. Like, it matters. You know, I said to a guy, like I have my trainer and then there's another coach that I'm going to work with while I'm doing this. And I was very honest. I said, listen, it's not about walking away with the trophy. It's more, and I don't know if this is going to make sense. I'm like, it's about walking away and not winning. I know that sounds so weird. Like I hate losing more than I like winning. And so now I have to figure out what not losing is for me. I'm programming my mind to not walking on a stage or like leaving a stage and whatever happens, like to not look at the guy or guys next to me and around me and compare myself to what they have. Cause I'm never going to have that body. I look at this as I have a possibility to be a pro bodybuilder, like, you know, at 44 years old, be 45. Like, why am I not going to do that? You know, I really fell in love with fitness again, doing this process. And I think it's only going to continue. My whole point is while I'm really nervous to do this, I'm not going to be like, three weeks out and like, well, I'm probably not going to win because, you know, my quads aren't popping like I want. So I'm just going to go eat, you know, donuts. If anything, I'm going to double down and be like, yo, I'm going to kill the game in the best way I can. All that to say, when you add negative thoughts to your mind, and it's literally just going to funnel into your body. And, and sometimes it happens slow and sometimes it happens quick. But I promise you, if you flip the conversation, like if I'm like, oh, my God, I feel horrible today. Instead of saying I feel horrible today and I look, you know, I look bloated. What I will say is, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to drink some water. I'm, I might do some cardio. I'm going to get some more sleep tonight so I can feel really good the next day. It's a lot easier to change that narrative in your mind so you don't feel like you're constantly beating yourself up. It's it's an uphill battle, but it works. Next topic that I want to talk about, distancing yourself from people. We did talk about like how to let people go out of your life. My family knows I am completely fine not being around them all the time. And I get a lot of times people are like, why aren't you with your family? Like, I don't see you with your family. I'm like, because they stress me out. And so I had to start to build a relationship with my mother and my brother separately. The last time I went home, they were like, oh, you know, we should do this. And I said, no, that's that's not what I'm going to do. I'm like, I want to hang with Ennis by himself. And mom, I want to hang with you by yourself. Because like me and my mother have so much fun. Like we talk on the phone. We have a good ass time. If we're together, we're laughing. Me and my brother are chilling. He's funny, but he's super quiet. I'm really a loud one. But we have like really intense, deep conversations and life. 
But when those two are together, it is like it becomes a battle with them. It becomes like this person talking about this person and then they're talking about the family. And then I'm just sitting there like, I don't care to the question of distancing yourself from people. Do I want to distance myself from people or do I want to change the dynamic of the relationship that works for me? If you're with somebody individually and they are, you know, not good for you, it is important to distance yourself and kind of how we talked about before, find an exit strategy and push them to the distance of like what you're comfortable with. And maybe that means eliminating the relationship, the interpersonal relationship a lot. But if it comes to a group of people, a lot of times you can just split that up. There will be people when you say, nope, I'm not being around. Like they're like, oh, we, you know, we're going to have a party. And you're like, well, I'm not coming to the party because every time there's a party, there's drama. And I'm not trying to be a part of it. I end up being a mediator and then everybody gets mad at me Cause I'm like actually having conversations or whatever. I'm like, this is crazy. So now I just have individual relationships. And I feel like if you focus on the individual relationships, you can have a stronger connection with them and eliminate anybody talking about anybody else. It's like, nope. If any of your conversation is talking about this person up here, I don't want to hear about that. Like, let's focus on us and let's focus on you and individually and we can have a good ass time. But the minute you bring somebody else, nope, I don't want to hear about it. But if you are around people that are just not your people, they make you feel less than. You constantly feel like you're in an uphill battle of trying to be your authentic self. As a person who grew up gay, and you know, I'm very happy to announce that you know I've been out for 23 years, you know, and I'm 44, which is like I'm more than half my life out of the closet. I mean, as a person who grew up gay, like I did that, like I was constantly just trying to be around people and be something when these people weren't my people or I didn't allow myself to see if they were my people. So the minute I came out and I was like, who I really am, that's how you really see who your people are. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think if you constantly feel like you are doing work, to be around a person or people and you are 100% authentic to who you are, they're just not your people. Honestly, they're not going to miss you. Like if they treat you that bad, they're literally not going to miss you. You're not going to miss that emotion. You might miss the, the person as in their physical being. It's going to feel so much better. And it's funny because a lot of times we talk about this subject and we talk about it from a gay standpoint, right? It's like, but you know how many people are not gay? They're like fully, you know, I'll say heterosexual and they're living, you know, what I consider to be the normal life. And these people will still find something about you not to accept. 
namely something so simple that I think everybody on here has in common, which is just fucking working out. Like you might not even be fitness model, which, you know, it's really hard to be that. I hope nobody on here. I mean, if you're trying to be a fitness model and fitness is your career, I would root you on, but I wouldn't put that on anybody. Like just work out and live a healthy lifestyle, feel good in the mirror, move on. But like, even those of you who are, you know, I mean, we have nurses, we have event managers. We, I know a lot of what you all do and working out is like really a part of your passion and like, it keeps you strong. And you're not even on the cover of a fitness magazine and people still jealous as hell because you work out. Like you can just walk in the house. You could be like, I only lost five pounds and be like, mm, here she come. You know? And it's like, like, why can't I just live my life? Like, why can't I just be happy? Why do I have to come around and feel like just because what I do is a detriment to your, just your happiness. So why can't you just be happy for me? And at the end of the day, when it comes to distancing yourself from people, if people are not happy for you, for being you and living in your truth, let them go. Notice I said, let them go. Understand that you're not walking away. You're letting them go. The only reason I feel like I have to walk away from a relationship is if I was being false about who I was. So yeah, like, and I was gay and I was in a closet. I know that when I come and show who I really am, I'm leaving that life. Like I'm walking away. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. But then when I become who I am and people are around me, they're walking away. I'm, you know, I'm just walking in my truth. And so if you are being your authentic self and you've been your authentic self for a while, and you choose to distance yourself, they're the ones that don't accept you for who you are. You just felt it and called it out. So I do want to say this. So this is really important. You know, I started this off about, you know, mental health and all of these things really affect our mental health deeply and much, much more, many more topics. But I'm going to go back to therapy in general. When you go to therapy, you get what I said, but you get so much more because only you know how to navigate the maze in your brain. You know, we went to this really amazing Christmas festival and Silas and Sander kept going through this thing called the ice maze. I mean, they went through it a lot of times, you know, I'm six foot one. So I'm like looking over, I'm like, child, this is easy. You know, like, I'm like <laughs> being shady to my kids. I'm like, you know, they're way down here. They can't see over the wall. I'm like, man, this maze is easy. But the cool thing is they couldn't see over the wall and they went through it. And the first time they were just kind of like second time. And then what happened was they kept going through it. They would run out to me and Scott. They were like, we want to go back. And they ran through the maze again. And each time they did it, you know, it's less and less time. And it's the same thing that happens with you when you go to therapy. You first gonna get there, it's gonna feel jumbled. It's like, oh my gosh, like what in the world am I going through? It takes a while, but each time when you talk, you start to find your way through this maze. And then when you keep going back through the maze, cause you will go back to the same topics over and over again, you'll feel that you find less time talking about this. And then you'll find less time talking about this. And then what will happen is you'll just be walking by those things where you used to, like they're still in the maze, but you're going to walk by them because you're like, okay, I spent time on that. I know it exists. Just like I always say, my sexual abuse 
will always be with me. It's never, ever gone anywhere. But now when I think about it, I'm like, cool. I know where that is. I know where to place that. I know if I do have like a feeling, I know what that feeling is. And now when I have that energy, I can go past it and I can kind of wave at it. Or sometimes it's just like in my peripheral, but it's always there. And so as I'm going through this maze in my life, you know, I had problems with my family before I had like, I've, I have been neglected for who I am by a cousin. Like, you know, when those topics come up where before I would spend hours talking about them, like, oh, this pissed me off. Now I'm just kind of like, cause I went to therapy. I'm kind of like, Hey girl, like, I know you don't like me, but go drive your bus girl. And I just walked through it. Cause that's, she's a bus driver. Right. <laughs> you know, I love bus drivers. I just know shady thing about bus drivers, but I'm just like, that's what I would say. I'm like, girl, go drive your bus. I'm out. Like, I'm just going to keep moving through. And so that's why when people say, I just don't want to face the things from the past or face the things that's happening in my life. I'm like, but each time you walk by it, it's going to be lighter and lighter to the point where you do get out of the maze. But then, you know, that maze might be extended because of your personal growth. The maze might be extended. You know, when me and Scott had kids, you know, we were fine. We were like traveling. We would like go to a city and we'd be like, oh, we, you know, next week we got to go to Miami. So let's just go to Miami now. Let's not even go home. Right. But then we had kids. And so it was like, go here, go home or don't go there. And now we split up. Okay we're getting into a lot of fights because we're raising these kids and I want to do it my way and you want to do it your way. And there's a lot of emotions. So then we came to, we had to extend the maze. And now when we run into situations where Scott would do it one way and I would do it one way, we got to a point where if I'm in that headspace, I'm like, child, you do it your way. Cause you're going to be calling me later to do it my way or vice versa. Right now that we don't argue anything about raising kids. Now, when they become teenagers and maybe when they, you know, are looking to go to college or maybe they won't go to college. We might have another, like, or they're going to school next year. And how do you deal with teachers? Like, of course, there's going to be new things that arise and like, you have to extend the maze. But the point of going to therapy is each time you walk through the maze and you go back to your therapy session, you'll notice that you stop talking about things that you used to spend 15, 20 minutes on. And then it just becomes a way for you to live and it becomes freer. And the last thing I'll say is just imagine not going to therapy. Imagine constantly going through the maze in your brain and still being affected by everything and every past thing that's in there. It's going to be really hard at first, but I'd much rather diminish some of the emotion or at least find the answers to some things so that I can like step out of here and live my life in a much freer space. And the last thing I'll say, and I'll finish here as a person who's going to therapy for years, I'm on my third therapist. I took a little break between September and now just cause it's really crazy, but I did email him. And so my therapist is now not only going to be my therapist, but he's also going to be a business mentor of mine just because of like the growth. And he accepted taking me on as a client. He had no idea who I was as Shanti or whatever, but he accepted me taking me as a client because it was new dad. Like I have a business. I'm happy. I just need to find my way through this life with like a lot of stuff going on. And so we're taking my therapy to the next level, which is really fun. Not that that will happen with your therapist, but when you do go to therapy long enough, you might find so much growth that you have to tell your therapist, like, you know, this is really fun. 
you know, either I need to take a break now or thank you for your help. And maybe I just need someone else because I'm in a, a new place in my life. So just like life, there is progression in therapy. It's not something that's like always going to be tough. I don't know about you, but I love crossword puzzles. I love, you know, the word search books. Like that's really fun to me. It's like finding out the solution and I'm spending like an hour a week finding solutions so that the rest of my week can feel good. When I think about going to therapy, I get really happy because I'm there to find solutions. I'm not there to make myself more stressed. It's a way to think about it. It starts out really stressful, but it gets better. Anyway, I appreciate you all here at the Unity community showing up for these mental health talks because it even helps me. You know, it helps me a lot. And it also holds me accountable even though I'm definitely going to therapy, it holds me accountable to even be more open. Like there are some times where I walk into my therapy session, y'all, and I sit down in a chair and I literally go like this. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I can't even believe I'm about to tell you this. Like I literally do that to my therapist. I'm like, I literally cannot believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say. And I start out by saying that because a lot of times I don't like... I'm not going to talk about this because this is really weird. And every time I get it out, he's like, that's not even that weird. I'm like, really? I'm like, because this is some shit. <laughs> you know? And it just lightens it up because I mentioned it. I just got to get this out. This is really, really a really big deal to me. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm able to get it out and lessen the troublesome maze. We talk about toxic people. Yes. If somebody's toxic, it's like you wouldn't drink Windex. Like you're not going to drink Windex. Don't do it in your life. Those people are like Windex. Like you either tell them like, go through a filter and come back to me when you feel like you can have a good conversation with me. I'm not drinking toxic things, toxic people, toxic space when it comes to your job, toxic relationships. Like knowing when you're around this person, it's not good for you. You're drinking the Windex. Like just imagine when you let that person in your space, it's like, why am I doing this? And then go back to like creating the exit strategy and holding strong, which is a whole nother topic. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for today. I love and appreciate you guys showing up on the middle of a work day to listen to me talk. Or if you're listening on YouTube or my podcast, thank you for taking time away from whatever you do to trust and believe in who you are. See you next time.